Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Book Cheat, the book club podcast where I've read the book so you don't have to. My name is Dave Warnicke and on each episode of this show we look at one of the classics. And joining me to look at such a classic this week, it's a couple of classic guests, Sam Peterson and Michelle Brazier. Oh, welcome Michelle. Absolute classic. (laughs) Absolute classic. Classic. By popular demand. Oh my goodness, I have been writing it a lot. (laughs) You went on (laughs) change.org. Got a petition going, get Sam back on the podcast with Michelle. I did start a uh, petition once uh, what was it to for? get uh, Missy Higgins on my podcast. I did a, I did a petition. <laughs> you really do do this. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. And she signed it, thank God. Um, no, but I, I really. <laughs> You're friends with Missy Higgins. <laughs> yeah. But I, thought, I thought a petition would be fun. But is this how you made friends with. If you this get someone on. Oh, this, oh, this is before. Yeah, That's yeah, how yeah, you yeah, make yeah. friends. You get them on, friends. change the law. Yeah. The petition actually said, I want Missy Higgins to be my friend. Yeah. I'm going to make, okay, I'm going to make a change.org, get The Rock Dwayne Johnson to be Michelle Brazier's <laughs> best friend before Fast 10. Oh. Do you have to call Your him Rock? Your seatbelt comes out. <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Dwayne time. The Rock Johnson, yeah. Full the Rock, I call him The Rock Dwayne Johnson, even though that's not what he calls himself. <laughs> I call him The Fairy Godmother. Yeah, Do you remember that wonderful film? I love The Fairy Godmother. Movie. I've seen everything he's ever it's done. It's wonderful, wonderful film. Have you, you've ticked them all off? I've ticked, I think I've ticked them all off. Like, if there's ever one that comes up that I haven't seen, it, like, people freak out and <laughs> they're like, what? We'll put it on right now. Like, in like if I get stressed, if I come home and I'm stressed, Tim will either put on, like, a Fast and Furious, which is obviously Vincent Diesel, his arch enemy, but also my other dad, and um, <laughs> or or uh, anything with The Rock in it. And just, like, he'll run a bath and he'll get the iPad and he'll put in put one of those men on <laughs> to one look of those after beautiful me. Men. So he doesn't have to. <laughs> a cup of tea in one of those men you like. <laughs> It's quite not quite sexy in the bath as yeah. well. Well, they're not. I don't like them like sexy. I oh. like them like dads. Just dads. Not daddy. Just dads. <laughs> just dad. Regular dads. How many do you reckon dad. you got? It? How many signatures you you have to get before the Rock takes it seriously? Oh, I reckon like three or four. Three or four. Yeah. Therefore, I'll sign it. Like, comment, subscribe Thank you. if you okay, can. That's one. Yeah. That's one. Yeah, I think I think if you do it to be someone's friend, I think it's a fun thing to do. You just want to hang out for a bit. Yeah. It's very normal. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'm pay sure attention. I'd feel normal if someone did that. To yeah, me. I've got one up for you. Yeah, I've signed it. So how many? Well, how many Higgins have signed it? <laughs> how many have you got up right now? I've got so quite a few. <laughs> how many friends do you have? That's how many? <laughs> I last night I met someone who was a fan, and I was backstage at a different event. At, that I was a big fan of, so I was being a bit weird, and I was like, oh, I don't know how to talk to this Elton person. John. It wasn't Elton John, okay, might but was Elton John the fan that met you? Yeah, Elton John was there, and he was freaking <laughs> out. He was like, I don't know how to talk to Michelle Brazier. That, so that is weird. funny to be in the middle of like a fan sandwich. It there. was a fan sandwich, and this person just couldn't speak to me. <laughs> just couldn't, just panicked and couldn't speak, and we were stuck in a hallway because it was at the Palais Theatre. So they were in a in a panic, and then I was sort of panicking, and I was like, oh, I should look after you, but. I, I seem to be making this worse. And they were backstage because their partner was there and their partner had just left them. And I was like, well, now we're 
What's what are we gonna do? Did they before the partner left? Did they put Dwayne the Rock Johnson or <laughs> <laughs> Vincent Diesel in front of you but on the iPad? No, do very Tim move. Yeah, yeah, you'll be okay. Yeah. You'll Tim be should have done that. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do in the end? You, did you start chatting? I chatted for ages. Yeah, yeah. and they said they settled into it, but for yeah. a while they were like just kind of silent and staring and open mouthed, and they didn't leave, and I didn't leave because <laughs> I I otherwise would have had to walk into the room where the other person was, and I'd only met them once, and then they gave me a compliment, and I was like, that's perfect. I don't want to go any further yeah. with this. I also know I'm going to work with that person in a few months and I don't want to oh, wow. push the fan. Yeah. I want to meet you as a colleague. Yeah. So I was like, hopefully you don't – yeah, I just didn't want to fuck it up. So I was like, I can't leave. And they were like, well, I can't walk past you and it's a small hallway. <laughs> oh, and my so gosh. We're just stuck. But it was actually lovely. Yeah. They were really nice. Yeah. And I, I've, I've got a friend that uh, always gets recognised and, and but always talks to people. But – then they talk so much that the person wants to get away. So <laughs> is it me? <laughs> They're like, well, that fan will never approach me ever again. Yeah, yeah. I love Cal Wilson's thing. She talks about it on stage about how she'll just, uh, after a long time talking to someone, she'll just put her hand on their shoulder and smile and say, I must stop speaking to you. And then just walk oh. away with a nice smile. Just a, oh, hey, I must stop speaking to you. And then walk away. She talk, it's really funny. And she, I mean, she's so sweet you'd assume yeah. that she was doing you a favor yeah <laughs> um, uh, there was a, a great story about i think <laughs> we'll back it up by saying it's a great story let you be the judge of that <laughs> yeah. there was uh dylan moran wonderful comedian dylan moran I've met him. was in i've i've too and i was in uh in in melbourne and he was there i met him twice randomly in melbourne oh. like on the streets like twice i met oh him oh my gosh and a friend of mine was like oh no i met him um just before and i was like oh right okay was it great and he goes no <laughs> I, was like, I, was like, I was like, what happened? And he, so he started talking to him and Dylan Moran looked up, put his hand in front of him and went, can we do this later? Oh, <laughs> can we do this later? Go, when? Oh, I would have gone, when? What time? Yeah, yeah what time? Pull out your diary. Well, yeah, I've got time. Whatever. Whatever That's time. so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we do this later? <laughs> do you yeah, do a yeah, podcast yeah. later? Yeah. Podcast real quick? Always booking. Always booking. <laughs> I can't stop booking. booking. Michelle, are you ready for a podcast? I'm ready for a podcast. Yeah, great. No, I mean my podcast. Oh, yeah. All right. yours. Confession one. Which... I'm, which podcast are we doing? We're doing. I'm not sure because you are at my house, which I think yes, is the right. most dominant thing to do. What a what a what a move! I know it's really powerful. <laughs> yeah. I think we should do my podcast. You come to yeah. me. Yeah, okay. It's the only way to take away this yeah. power dynamic. Yeah, <laughs> so throw it to you. That's feminism, actually. <laughs> throw it over to if you. If we do my podcast, imagine taking over someone's podcast during just because you're in my house. It's just like I just take over. <laughs> like actually, I think through. we'll do an ep of ours. <laughs> yeah, I lean, need the content. You lean over, you just push my laptop close. <laughs> Can we do this I've later? I've got this. Yeah, yeah, can we do this later? <laughs> <laughs> well, shall we talk about a book quickly? If Absolutely. You want. Before we get to your podcast. Sure. Okay. That'll take time. Plural. Yeah, yeah. Plural. Booked in six hours. Wait, you need to talk about my London shows in case people get sick of me and they turn it off. Oh, we'll do it. Okay, fantastic. Plug up top. This Plug is up top. I love this. So, Michelle. You're hitting the road. <laughs> I could have before this said, can we plug the London shows early? And instead of doing that, what I've done is I've just done it on the pod. Michelle, live. famously, you do not talk off mic. I don't talk <laughs> off mic. I will not speak with you off mic. And she, she doesn't, you do not enjoy a back announce. You don't want to mention yeah, this at no. the end. No, I want to mention it yeah. at the end. Yeah. I want both. I also, want both. there will be a pre-roll <laughs> of Michelle. <laughs> a mid-roll. Some, but you don't know about it. Somehow she gets in. But <laughs> she's yeah. pre-recorded it. I sneak into Stupid Old Studios and I'm like, hey, guys, it's me, Dave. Hey, guys. It's me, Dave. Okay, that's phenomenal. Wee little Dave. Just to let everyone know, that's not me talking. (laughs) (laughs) Very confused people. I am. That's that's enough. We just—that's just a tease of the London now book. What's the book about? Okay, so we will talk about your shows in London. (laughs) That I have a book deal for. It is. Oh my god, it's crazy. What have I told you? It's a 
appropriately British book, at least. Mm, this is good. Most books are British. <laughs> yeah, a lot are. <laughs> this one they made is, up the language, I believe. Tell me, English. have you heard of this book? The Prime of Miss Jean Brodie by Muriel Spark. No, I haven't. Anything? No. Any, any, anything? The no. Prime of Miss Jean Brodie by yes. Muriel Miriam. Muriel, Muriel Spark. Spark. Not any relation to Muriel's Wedding, the wonderful Australian film. Any One in the same. One in the same. One in the same. The wedding. The girl <laughs> with the wedding. <laughs> the girl with the wedding tattoo, I believe. Ooh, the girl with the wedding tattoo. I love that trilogy. One of my favourites. Mm. I'm, I'm quite, I, I don't know, like in March I'm kind of busy and I'm thinking of going to London but I don't know like what to do or what to say <laughs> around that time. Is there anything happening in March? Um, Yeah, there's like shows at the Soho Theatre. Uh, there's this oh, show, um, Average Bear. It was nominated for Best Show in wow. Melbourne, One Director's Choice, yep. um, which is not Best Show, um, unfortunately. But still, it's very big. It's but a big still honor. very big. Yep. It's sold out Edinburgh Fringe. Yep. Sydney? It's one um, award in Sydney. One award in Sydney. Yeah, yep. it's done really well. Anyway, it's the first week, first or second week of March there wow. at the Soho Theatre. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm going to Big expensive tickets. Oh, I think it's £13. <laughs> That's so cheap. Thirteen pound. Thirteen pound. Thirteen pound. That's fantastic. That's so, che- that's so cheap. That's anyway, what sorry, I Dave. I mean, I'm just a little girl. Just a little girl doing shows in the big city in London. What's the book about? Uh, well, how about I tell <laughs> you? It's about Sam's new podcast. <laughs> Nature or Nurture with Sam Peterson. <laughs> is it Sam? Can we start doing it right now? Is that you okay? Tell I need me. the content. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Nature or Nurture also available on all of the wonderful podcast apps. You can get it in London as well. Other podcast You can. You can yep. get it in London. You can listen to it on the tube on the way <laughs> on the to the Soho Theatre. And right. tickets to the podcast, how many pounds? <laughs> they are three pounds because I don't know I don't know the conversion rate. I've really done a number on myself. Yeah. You're like, all right, it's free in Australia. What would it cost in England? <laughs> it's free three? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think three. it is in free London. Free is free. Now, this book has been suggested by Sophie from Northcote. Thank you so much, Sophie. Oh, so, so close to where I live. I've been to Northcote. Won't go into it. You've been there. I know what it is. I know everything about it. Do you know Sophie? Yeah, I know Sophie. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's Northcote, yeah, of course, Sophie. Sophie and I, we went to the Northcote Social together. Wow. Which is a venue much like the Soho Theatre is a venue. Similar, really, really similar. Uh, yeah. And also similar to Sam's house where he does his <laughs> A venue Sophie, of sorts. Sophie, come over. It'd be great yeah. to have you. Should we talk about Do Go On? Why not? If I can get a plug in on my podcast. We've been doing some great episodes lately. Oh, my goodness, of course. Blocktober. Yeah. No, it was huge. I loved Block. It was huge. I loved it. I love Block. I'm such a fan of your fucking podcast. It's insane. I listen to it all the time and confessions because they're not annoying. A lot of podcasts are annoying. Thank you for saying that. A lot of people have written into me saying my voice is awful. Really? Yeah, annoying voice is what I get. I think you have a soothing voice. Thank you so much. God, I love listening to you talk. Yeah, me too. I'm going to stop for a minute just to hear a bit more of you. I think they're just getting horny and they're uncomfortable. They're ashamed of it. (laughs) They're ashamed of their horniness, which I love to bring out in people. I'm ashamed of my horniness too. You shouldn't be. It's gorgeous. Thank you. It's natural, guys. It's natural. It's natural. We're all horny here. All horny. That's exactly. <laughs> that's why you get into comedy. <laughs> you got too much horn. That's all right. Now, The Prime of Miss Jean Brodie is a 1961 novel by Scottish writer mm. Muriel Spark. Spark wrote prolifically and was awarded eight honorary doctorates in our lifetime. Eight. Eight. That's way too many. Doctor, doctor, doctor. Continue. Doctor, 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 doctor. Someone can count. Does that? Thank you. That was, good. That was actually really good. I just did a sketch on a t- telly show that was like, I'm a doctor, doctor, the doctor, doctor. Da, 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 da. So I like, yeah, just had it ready. Okay, you're very, you're very, ready. You're the character's very ready. method. Mm. Uh, Shrek is from I just uh, breached Scotland. confidentiality. Shrek is from Scotland. <laughs> yeah. Donkey. Don't no, care. Donkey's not. Donkey not. 
Donkey Knock. I could do different acts. I could do Shrek, different accents. I could do characters. Shrek is Donkey Knock. Shrek, Shrek is, is Donkey Knock. Donkey Knock. Uh, also, she was made Dame Commander of the British Empire in 1993, twice shortlisted for the Booker Prize. Very great Ever writer. Won. Ever win? Never won. I'm no, so sorry. But the prime of Miss Jean Brody. I don't want to hear won. about this book then. <laughs> I never won it. And I never won the Golden Gibbo, despite being nominated twice. I'm One never going to win it now. You will. You will. You've still got no, time. it's too late. You could win the Booker Prize, though. Yeah, I could win I th- the Booker Prize. Which, I'm going to win it. Which I think is a... F- uh, $50,000 cash. So, <gasps> really? That's better than the Golden Gibbo. Yeah, pounds or? deposit. Yeah, you can buy, buy a house, house deposit. One house Did deposit, please. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be so busy though in March. You won't have time. No, I've got my shows and I'm in between my shows in London at Soho Theatre. I'll be listening to my favourite podcast, <laughs> Nature versus Nurture. Nature or Nurture, Fuck. for God's sake. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Can we start again? <laughs> what the hell? Can we just start Nature's the pod again? Can we take it again? We should start again. Can we take it again? I'm so sorry. That's fine. Hey, sing? Oh my God, should I sing? I'm shy. <laughs> sing, sing. The prime of Miss Jean Brody. The prime of Miss Jean Brody. <laughs> it's probably her best known work because it's the only one that has a song. Yeah. <laughs> In 2005, the novel was chosen by Time magazine as one of the best 100 English novels from 1923 to present. Well, is it English if she's Scottish? Yeah. English language, sorry, I missed the word oh, there. Sure With apologies. Just it's also stepping in there to defend Michelle the Scots got because mad. I fucking love the Scots. You know I love the Scots. I love Shrek. It's also in the but you don't like Donkey. Uh, it's also I don't in like the, Donkey. It's also in the Modern Library's top one hundred. I'm working my way through the list. I've covered fourteen on each and mm. they're slightly different to each other. So I'm really getting through these lists. That's yeah. good. That's fantastic. Very good. But I always start with the opening line to give you a bit of the spark magic. Ooh. Can you do it in a Scottish accent? Oh my gosh, no, I can't. No, okay. That's fine. Can I do it in a Scottish accent? <laughs> I think you could. Do you want to read from this? No, just as long as I can. Okay, okay. Yeah, but you can. Just give her the confidence yeah, to okay. do it, Dave. That's all she needs. Give her the confidence, well, Dave. I wish I just said yes and then not done it now. <laughs> okay, here's the opening line of the prime of Miss Jean Brody. The boys, as they talked to the girls from Marcia Blaine's school, stood on the far side of their bicycles holding the handlebars, which established a protective fence of bicycle between the sexes and the impression that any moment the boys were likely to be away. I like that. I and love it when something gets rough. right into it. And you can see it. And they, like, yes. see it. and they say bicycle twice. I like it when they say bicycle and twice. And boys twice. Yeah. I also really the like the line, protective fence of bicycle. Yeah. yeah it's quite bicycle. Yeah, it's like really that. good. Yes. Yeah, That's I like nice. that. Tell her, okay, she, she deserves to be short. Okay, she fucks. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I can tell this woman fucks. <laughs> she fucks. Well, that's where we are, we're away. Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> we, are off. we are soon introduced to six Edinburgh-based high school girls. I've been there. <laughs> high school? Or girls? <laughs> Both. Both. Done I've done it all. I've been to girls. I've been to high school and I've been to Edinburgh. Tick, tick, tick. The big three. Tick, tick, tick. Oh, the big, big three. three. Now we introduced to six uh, high school girls known as the Brody set. Ooh. Oh, I like that. Little, little gang name. So you've yeah. got to imagine a lot of Scottish accents here. We the, did it just before. The year is 1936. Mm-hmm. That's when this is set. Mm-hmm. And this is what the book says about them. These girls formed the Brody set. That was what they'd been called even before the headmistress had given them the name. In scorn, when they had moved from the junior to the senior school at the age of 12. At that time, they'd been immediately recognisable as Miss Brodie's pupils, being vastly informed on a lot of subjects irrelevant to the authorised curriculum, as the headmistress said, and useless to the school as a school. Fuck yeah, clever girls. I love that. Very clever girls. They sound like witches, are they so witches? that's the Brody set. Are they witches? Not I'm quite. obsessed with witches. Oh my God. Sorry that. to disappoint. There's no, there's no witchy stuff going on no. here. None at all. Not even at the end. Usually witchy stuff at the yeah, end. Yeah. Fine. Have you done a do Read go it on? again. Yes. About witches? Yes. Witch trials? 
Yes. Yes, we have. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle seems annoyed with the question <laughs> you asked. No, no. Yes. Yes. That's because yes. Michelle's disappointed she can't come on and talk about witches. Yes, yeah. I am. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fucking sucks. Marina. Well, in the Brody set, we don't have any witches, but these are the six girls, and these are the, the uh, these descriptions are all quotes from the book. These are not Warnicky's words. Okay. 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 <laughs> Just want to say that. Sounds like it's going to be sexist. <laughs> not Warnicky's words. Some of them are. Monica Douglas, famous mostly for mathematics, which she could do in her brain, and for her anger, which, when it was lively enough, drove her to slap out to right and left. She had a very red nose, winter and summer, long dark plaits, and fat peg-like legs. Okay, not your words. That's not one of his words. Did you add the fat, fat legs at the end? <laughs> yeah, so that's one of his words. <laughs> we'll be very clear there, one of his words. <laughs> so that's Monica Douglas. Queen. Maths and anger. Yeah, a bit, bit Rudolph y as well. She's got the red nose. Yeah, yeah summer time. and winter. I like that. That rules. We've yeah. got Eunice Gardner. S- small, neat, and famous for her sprightly gymnastics and glamorous swimming. That's Ooh. me. Glamorous that swimming. That is like, me. Actually, that is you. That's me. Thank yeah, you, so you got a glamorous stroke. A You're glamorous Eunice. Stroke. I'm Eunice. Yeah. yeah. Is it Eunice, uh, comma Gardner, or just is she the Gardner? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Eunice. <laughs> Eunice, Eunice brackets Gardner. Gardner. <laughs> <laughs> Sandy Stranger. Mm. Oh, I like that name. That's nice. This is going to be me. Bracket Stranger. Okay, you want to claim this one? Okay. She was merely notorious for her small, almost non-existent eyes. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. <laughs> non-existent. <laughs> <laughs> Sandy doesn't have eyes. I like that. Okay. That is a power move. No That's worries. an absolute power move. It's really powerful. She was also famous for her vowel sounds. Okay, I have great vowel sounds. Yeah, yeah, you, really, yeah. Well, you can announce yeah, you hit those. Yeah. E. E. I. Done. O. I have a There's more. one more. There's one more. Mm. I don't think so. <laughs> one. <laughs> then we have Rose Stanley. Famous for sex. Okay, okay. I'm Rose Stanley. Yeah. Okay. Famous uh, for sex. Are they your words? They want to use words. Yeah, these, are, these are not want to use words. Didn't have a description for her, but she's famous <laughs> for sex. Uh, that's basically uh, the, the description of Rose, famous mm. for sex. Then there's Jenny Gray. She was going to be an actress. Oh, sorry. I'm Jenny Gray. <laughs> You've claimed them all so far. Okay, well, I, it's because I don't have any eyes. I, ha- I fuck and I'm an actress. <laughs> okay, yes. Yeah, it's, it's a real amalgamation here. <laughs> Jenny Gray, she was Sandy's best friend. That's the small-eyed, small-eyed oh, yeah, Sandy. Yeah, yeah, small-eyed girl. Yeah, yeah. Mm. She was the prettiest and most graceful girl of the set. And I'm this, that's you then. That's you then. Sure. This yeah, was yeah. her fame, Jenny yeah. Gray. You're the prettiest out of us girls here today. I Michelle. am. Thank yeah. you so much. I just think I have the most feminine features. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. And that's just genetics. That's nothing. No slide on you guys. You, yeah. You're doing great with what Thank you have. You. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so I much. I to hear that today. And finally, Mary McGregor. She sounds like me. <laughs> whose fame rested on her being a silent lump. <laughs> okay, that that, that 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 sounds like you, Michelle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a silent lump. A silent lump. <laughs> yeah, Michelle, silent lump. <laughs> well, so, Michelle, you, we've got to go with the one you chose last. <laughs> Are you locking that in? Yeah, let's lock in silent lump. A silent lump. Uh, this is the continued description. A nobody whom everybody could blame. Oh, oh, poor Michelle. Poor, oh, poor Michelle. Michelle lump over there. <laughs> Look at that silent lump. I've forgotten her name. What's her name? Mary McGregor. Mary of course, you forgot her name. She's a silent Mary lump. Mary McGregor. <laughs> so Mary McGregor. Lump. <laughs> this, this is now one of his words. Poor Mary yeah. is not intelligent at all. She's also too blamed for things by the others. She's always okay. to blame. Yep. This is from the book again. Quote, she was too stupid ever to tell a lie. She didn't know how to cover up. Oh, she's poor a good Mary. person. Good lump, sorry. A good lump. It's a great lump. Great lump. One of the best lumps. Okay, so, so just to recap, because there's six that I'm going to talk about. So yep. there's Monica, 
Monica Douglas, famous for maths and getting angry. Yep. Michelle. Eunice Gardner, gymnast. <laughs> Michelle. No, that's you. That's me. That's sorry you. about that. Slash swimmer. Sorry that's you. That. Sorry about that, everyone. Sandy, sorry. small eyes. Michelle. Small eyes, me. <laughs> Rose, famous for sex. Me. Michelle. Jenny Gray, the most attractive, going to be an actress. Me. Michelle. And let's not forget, Mary McGregor, a silent love. Me. <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> Great. Now I'm just a good gymnast. I'm a good at that. I'm picturing is Naomi. You don't know Naomi Monica Higgins? Douglas? Yeah, she's, yeah. she's oh. is she good at maths? She's really good at maths. Oh, yeah, she's a b- big stem. She's huge stem. She's the biggest stem, but she's little. Little stem. Big stem inside of a little, little stem. stem. Okay, I get she's it. She's so good at maths. Wow. The other day we were like at a beach house. She was like, do you guys want to do a Sudoku? And I was like, I will murder you. That's <laughs> insane. Well, that sounds so, so bad to me. But I'll she's do really good at it. She loves it. I'll do Monops any night. Do a bit of Monops. <laughs> love Monops. Monops, love that's Monops. your game? Oh, I love Monops. Have you I'm a big played, Monops guy. Have you played um, Anomia? Or nah, code names? No, nah, and I oh. won't. I won't. Code names. I play code names. It's I love fun. code names. Code names. You like it? All yeah. Right. Would recommend. No, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to do it. That's not sponsored either. That's just really? a hot rag. That's free. Okay. Silent Lump suddenly has a lot to say over here. <laughs> <laughs> so there are six. They're known as the Brody set. And at the beginning of the book, they are 16 years old, but they've been associated with each other for a long, long time. Mm. We're told that by this age, they no longer have a lot in common outside of their continuing sort of friendship and association with Miss. Jean Brody. Okay. Now let's talk about the title character now. Miss Jean Brody was the girls' teacher in junior school and very much influenced their lives. It's going to be Michelle. It's going to be Michelle. If it doesn't mention swimming, it's not going to be me. <laughs> it's all I've got. <laughs> yeah, that's all we know about you. No real personality, <laughs> I've this got guy. Nothing else. Just gets I've in got the water. Swimming. Just sort of fishes are. Fish fish he fishes about. <laughs> he, he fishes about, doesn't he? <laughs> That's that fish boy, yeah? <laughs> yeah, fish boy, yeah? Fish boy, and he does the podcast. Lovely water boy. He also boy. Come, come on the sand and sort of flip <laughs> her off and <laughs> then do the podcast and go back into the sea. <laughs> Disgusting <laughs> to watch. <Yeah. laughs> he slithers about. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Horny but gross. <laughs> <laughs> so, Miss Jean Brody, basically she chose these six girls as her set and decided to model their lives. I guess you could say by taking them under her wing, if you want to be kind. Okay. Yeah, not modelling their lives into yeah. like clay. <laughs> yeah, well, a little bit, honestly, <laughs> yes. She would say, quote, I am putting old heads on your young shoulders. All my pupils are the creme de la creme. Okay, queen. Okay, I love that. But she also says kind of weird stuff like, quote, give me a girl at an impressionable age and she is mine for life. Is that Warnicky's words again mm. or is that her oh, words? That's from the book. So careful. that's a little bit... <laughs> Yeah, no. Allegedly. That's a quote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, if you say allegedly the, in any situation, I think you're fine. The author allegedly wrote that. <laughs> okay. There's no way of knowing. <laughs> the first one you're like, oh, she's really, you know, putting heads on the kids. Sure. Bringing them up right. That's the second nice. one it's a little bit more alarming, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, of course. It's so They're mindful life. Yeah. 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 Imagine a man man teacher saying that. Yeah. You should never. Ugh. Gross. You'd be like, oh, nah, I don't reckon. Yeah. Men suck. <laughs> Yucky. Yucky. I've never no met thanks. one I liked. <laughs> Icky, no thanks. No way. Yuck. Oh, sports. That's boys. <laughs> Only one I like is Shrek. Yeah, I love Shrek. Because oh he's funny. He's that so funny. funny. Not donkey, though. Not donkey. No, not donkey. <laughs> Quite good. You can use that if you want. If either of you want that, it's a good you impression. Can have it. Yeah, yeah. There's any DJs who want to use that as clip art? <laughs> it's clip art. That's what I call samples. <laughs> clip art. Clip art. I love that. You. No, I don't care. Yeah, that's use that. One. We got that. Like, we got that, that claim. He got use that claim. That. Yeah. We got hand us on the side of that. That's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll do Q Grant later if you want to. I'll go Elmo as well. Oh, well. Again, the, the big, big three. three. <laughs> Again. <laughs> I can do my big three impressions if you want. 
Actually, Please. I did, I did, a, did Batman the other day as well. Can you do it now? Oh or gosh. No? Which Batman? Who, who are you uh, channeling? Christian Bale. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I only found out the other day he was English. I had no idea. I didn't know he was English. If you hear him speak without uh, oh. an American accent, it yeah. is very uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. Uh, okay. His voice is all over the place. <laughs> he's done so many accents. He's like, he doesn't know who. He, who that he guy is. who played Elvis, who accepted his speech and just like was speaking like Elvis, and everyone was like, "Did he do it in Elvis?" Oh one? yeah, what? yeah. Why are you still speaking like that? Yeah, yeah. It was what? very odd. I always find it so weird that they uh, cast a guy that kind of looks like Elvis when there's like yeah. about ten thousand people around the world that look like exactly and like impersonate him. professionally. I've had, had the surgery to look like him, but they're like, <laughs> this guy kind of looks like Elvis. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I suppose you have to be acting. Yes, yeah, so it must be a great, ma- great performance. Like, I admit, I haven't seen it. So. I haven't seen it either. I saw it, didn't like it. Uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's my official review. <laughs> saw it, didn't like it. Next, and what would uh, Christian Bale's Batman say about this movie? <laughs> Is that good? You got that clean? We got that clean. That oh, is. Tom Hanks used too many puns. Fuck <laughs> it. Not as good as the first one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we use the best one. First one like just use one. First one was uh, Batman trapped in a paper bag. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Who's this? Who's this? Um. Is it Missy Higgins? No, that's Hugh Grant. That's, that honestly, that sounded to me like Hugh Grant doing Batman, <laughs> which is awesome. I had the cadence, which is great. Really, mm. yeah, translate. That's fine. Which, I'll really do it again good. later. Mm. He's been he's been doing some darker roles lately. He could be the next Batman. <laughs> that's right. That's huge. Okay, Miss Jean Brody. She went very off curriculum in junior school and taught them all kinds of things that their conservative school would frown upon, like Italian Renaissance painters. They didn't want them to know about that for some reason. Mm. The Keep love life of Charlotte Bronte and Miss Brody herself. What? Her holidays. She fucked Charlotte Bronte? <laughs> Is that confirmed? <laughs> Allegedly? Two, two separate love lives. Okay, oh, okay. But she would talk about them and the school's very conservative. Like, don't talk about that. Don't talk about that. She'd talk about her holidays, skin care. She never talked about upon. either of those things. Yeah. Skin care. What was skin care like in 1936? Well, I think that the, anything apart from washing your face with water, they were like, the yeah. other teachers were like, that's blasphemy. I don't think Mecca was around <laughs> then. Yeah. They didn't have Mecca Cosmetica? They didn't no. have Mecca. Just Mecca Maxima. Yeah, just that's right. Yeah, no, no Cosmetica. You start right. big. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> tough for them. One thing she also teaches them uh, is her praise for the Italian dictator Benito Mussolini. Oh. Okay. Whose fascism she really praises throughout the book. So this is pre-World War II, but it's still a very controversial take for the time. Okay. It's... um. It's fun, isn't it, when you start to think someone, you know, is going to be one thing, and then suddenly, yeah, they uh, like Mussolini. Yeah, because you're, yes. you're you're on board. You're like, she I sounds was right cool. I was like, she yeah. sounds amazing. She sounds like my drama teacher. I had this. Uh, dr- I had many drama teachers that were great, but this woman called Miss Guy, who was like real cool, and I was like. This is this fucking rule. She rules. Yeah. She'd be like, rules suck, and I'm like, they do suck. Actually, <laughs> Throw them at the window. She was sick. She yeah. was really cool. Did she mold you? Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, she was really into Mussolini, <laughs> <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. But if you're saying so, she's like, don't worry about rules. This is the kind of thing she'd say. So, Mystery and Brody also bags out the other teachers to the girls <sighs> and says. The current curriculum is terrible. A sign saying safety first hangs on the wall and Miss Brody says, safety does not come first. Goodness, truth and beauty come first. I agree. I agree with yeah. Maybe I like Mussolini. Mostly oh, maybe you, you yeah. do. But <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. Don't clip out that. <laughs> Permission denied. You can just do my Shrek and my Batman. Thank Very you. good ones. <laughs> yeah. Not the Hugh Grant. I'm not proud of that one. Hugh Grant doing Batman. It's good yes. stuff. No one else has thought of that. That's take. true. <laughs> 
when really shit impressionists do. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. walked into a bar with Christopher Walken. Like <laughs> that sort of setup. <laughs> yeah. What would it sound like? I think yeah. it would sound a little something. something. like this. Uh, Miss Brody is at odds with Principal Miss Mackay, who is always looking for a way to get rid of Miss Brody. Mm. She's trying to find dirt that will force her to resign. I have some. She's a fascist. <laughs> She's a fascist. She's fascist. Hold that thought. Ooh, oh, Daddy. Uh oh. You've she, read this book. <laughs> she often calls in Miss Brody for meetings, but Miss Brody is confident that she can get away with teaching the girls as she pleases and going off book with the curriculum, as her girls would never betray her. No, of course not. To get away with teaching them. What she wants, she does stuff like put fa- uh, fake maths equations on the blackboard or gets the girls to hold up history books in front of their faces. So if anyone walks in at any time, it looks like they're learning, but really she's like, let me tell you about my love life. That oh rules. But this is just a bit of algebra behind her on the board. They've got no idea how to do any of that she's stuff. She's so That's lonely. So she hasn't got funny. any friends. She's talking to the girls no, she's about it all. Really yeah, molding, that is sad. Yeah. She's molding she these should six, get some friends. She should get friends. And it's not just in the classroom that Miss Brodie influenced her set. She also invited them over for tea or took them to the theatre or went for walks outside of school on the weekend. Really, modelling the children or some would say grooming them. Yes, Mm. some would say. Not Dave. Not Dave Warnock. Not his words. That's not Warnock's words. (laughs) No, I'd probably say it. (laughs) I love on uh, the true crime podcast when they're like, these are his words. Not his voice, and it's like exactly the same voice from before. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I could tell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, the murderer's hosting the podcast. <laughs> the other thing to tell you about Miss Brody is that she is obsessed with the fact that she thinks she is in the prime of her life. Of course, she is. Hence the title of the book. Okay. These are some prime quotes, some mm. prime lines, if okay. you will. I will. She says, uh, Do go a- on. Again, not Warnicky's words. Attend to me, girls. One's prime is the moment one was born for. Wow. So she's always, this is like a big lesson for her, trying to tell them. She's physically peaking and she loves yeah, it. Yeah, she's loving it. Yeah. One's prime is elusive. You little girls, when you grow up, must be on the alert to recognise your prime at whatever time at your life it may occur. You must then live it to the full. Mm. Okay. Pretty good advice, really. Yeah, that's enjoy great. Your, enjoy your life. Yeah. Enjoy your and then finally, time. these years are still the... Years of my prime. It is mm. important to recognise the years of one's prime. Always remember that. So she's really drilling it. Talking a that. lot about her prime. As yeah, well. it doesn't. <laughs> it is. It does. The more she talks about it, the more you think she's trying to like sort of convince herself a bit. Yeah, because yeah. she's she's sort of. I think she would be in her forties, early fifties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. 40, yeah, I'd say Shrek she's in age. her forties. Yeah, about Shrek. Shrek was it? Shrek age. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, but she's like, it, it's still. This is the prime of my life. Yeah. The yeah. More you yeah. talk about, it, you're like, are you convincing yourself here? So, anyway, that's Miss Brody, and she's known these six 16-year-olds for six years, which is a complicated sentence to say. <laughs> you really nailed it. You yeah. crushed it. And in the eyes of the whole school and their whole world, they are branded as the Brody set, even though she only taught them in the classroom for two years before they moved to senior high school, where she's mm. no longer their teacher. Mm-hmm. Most avoid the group, but at this time, another girl called Joyce Emily Hammond tries oh, to break... like a Michelle. Yeah. You're, you're seeing yourself in this? Yeah. She tries to break into the set, tries to be the seventh member. Uh, she is a... Well, the lump's out. Lump's yeah, first the lump, to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm taking people out, the lump's you, gone. You're picking the lump's, lump's out. out. Yeah, lump's out. She is a delinquent child from a very wealthy family who's been kicked out of all the other schools. And when she arrives, she's like, I want to hang out with this, this Brody set. They look like they have all the fun. Yeah. That's really their reputation. They have fun. Okay, that, the rules. But one day, this girl, Joyce Emily, is hanging around near the group, and Miss Brody turns up and goes, Huh, 
who's this? And Joyce Emily's introduced and then Miss Brody goes, well, we must be on our way, my dear. <laughs> and oh. she just turns her back on the kid and walks off. Oh, Brutal. So she's very yeah. selective about who she picks as. Who, who she wants to talk to about yeah, her love exactly. life. Exactly. Yeah. Oh her little God. mentees. Yeah. <laughs> So how are you feeling about these, this set, this Miss Brody? I love them. I think they sound like a lot of fun. I don't know about Miss Brody talking about her sex life to these kids so much <laughs> and walking with them on weekends, yeah. but I think the group themselves You're seem a big like fan. fun. It's kind of like us three. I feel like we would be. Oh, what sort of set are we? We're kind of a cool set. I, would I think say. we're probably the like brazier set. Yeah, brazier yeah, yeah, set. Yeah. We're yeah. brazier set. I'm grooming you guys. <laughs> yeah, brazier the is our leader teacher. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> telling us about things that we do not need to know about Michelle. <laughs> Just tell us about like love my life. show at <laughs> so in, in London. London. Yeah, Michelle, come on. That's all you talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Even you guys off pod, go for a walk <laughs> on the weekend and talk about talk my about show. It's about grief and oh, making the most of your time. It's gorgeous. In their prime. There's, there's the most nothing of your time about Mussolini in, in it. There's nothing about Mussolini. No. Well, there's still time. <laughs> yeah. Get it in there. Add it there's in. always time Honestly, for Mussolini. You've performed it many, many times, but I reckon you could take it to that next level. Take it to the next reference. level by adding Mussolini. Mussolini exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll listen, I, there's no, no such thing as a bad idea. Yeah, thank you. Mm. But that was. <laughs> yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And you just invented it. Congrats. <laughs> first ever bad idea. <laughs> you get the TM. <laughs> okay. So that's the set. That's Miss Brody. Yeah. And the book, so it starts when they're 16, but it jumps around in time quite brilliantly, I must say. Brilliantly. I loved it. Okay. Loved, loved this part. Of, of the storytelling. Mostly from this point, it goes back to them being 10 years old and works forward back to that point when they're 16 in senior school. But it also does a few jumps forward in time where we find out what's going to happen to these girls when they grow up, which okay. I love. Uh, okay. I first jump forward in time is during the war about eight years later to Mary, the uh, lump. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Classic. Who's blamed for everything. What's that lump doing? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm afraid to say, I'm very, it's, it's tragic. We discover oh, no. that she dies at the age of 23 in a hotel fire. Oh. oh, no. She had joined the Royal Women's Navy Service and whilst on leave died in the fire. Oh. Basically, the fire came through. She panicked. She ran up and down not knowing what to do and then that was it. Classic lump behaviour. Ran up and yeah. down. Just <laughs> That's actually what I did when I caught on fire, which is literally in my show that I am presenting <laughs> Average Bear at the Soho Theatre. In March. 13 pounds. <laughs> I'm you, sorry, you <laughs> but it's true. You do it's probably that. a group discount as well. If you want to go in a big... I don't know for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Allegedly. Type in Brody set. (laughs) (laughs) Start making up discount codes. (laughs) So, um, yeah, this is one of the quotes. um, She ran one way, then turning the other way, and at either end the blast furnace of the fire met her. She heard no screams, for the roar of the fire drowned the screams. She gave no scream, for the smoke was choking her. She ran into somebody on her third turn, stumbled and died. But at the beginning of the 1930s, when Marion McGregor was 10, then she was sitting blankly among Miss Brodie's pupils. Who has spilled ink on the floor? Was it you, Mary? So I like how it, it's in the future mm. and then yeah. it jumps back in time. And it's sort of like, it makes you view the characters in a different way because you know what's going to happen to them. Yeah, yeah I like, that. I like. Okay. No, I'm on board with and that. And this, this, the flash forwards, they're seamlessly woven in and you find out where they are and it adds intrigue as to where the story's going and for Mary, it's towards tragedy. And... Every other flash forward about the other girls, they always talk about Mary and the tragedy and how they feel um. terrible for her end and how they maybe could have been a bit nicer to her when sure. they were girls. Yeah. yeah. But back when they're 10, they're very uh, inquisitive about stuff, especially sex. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, of course, they're being told <laughs> yeah. a lot about <laughs> yeah, the They're hearing a lot life. about yeah, it. Yeah. I found it to be a really, really quite realistic portrayal of the weird stuff that kids do. 
Like I remember being in grade two and kids in my class always being fascinated by looking up the word sex in the dictionary yeah. and everyone pointing to it and going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and feeling really like naughty. Writing boobs on the calculator. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You could write shells boobs on the calculator. Could you? Yeah. Shells boobs? Yeah. Like mermaid boobs? Shells like- boobs. Like mermaid boobs in the shells? No, like Michelle's boobs. Oh, Michelle's. Oh, sorry. I was talking about your boobs. I didn't want to talk about no, your boobs. I didn't want to talk. Uncomfortable. Michelle, I don't want to talk about your boobs anymore. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Stop <laughs> grooming us. <laughs> the I don't want to go for a walk. Has, has heard enough about it. Shell's boobs. Shell's it was really boobs. funny. That's fun. It was great. <laughs> great times. Good stuff. High school was good. <laughs> yeah. It actually was. I loved it, but I'm cool. So. <laughs> Whatever. Easy for me. <laughs> so that's what happened in my graduate classroom. But in this book, they kind of do the same thing, but with the Bible. Eunice, the gymnast, approaches Jenny and Sandy with the Bible and points to the bill where it says, the babe leapt in her womb. And they're like, <laughs> how did it get there? I must have had sex. Sandy and Jenny said uh, that uh, Eunice is dirty and they threatened to tell on her. Oh, no. Oh. Okay. But then they also... Uh, it's funny because they want to go to the museum just to see a naked statue of a man uh, that they've heard about. Very there. nice, though. Mm. And they're like, but nice. I can't, we can't go with our parents. Then they'll see us staring at the statue. They're like, I wonder if Miss Brody will take us. Yeah. Jenny says, <laughs> Hell yeah, she will. Jenny's like, I don't even think she would notice that it was naked. She wouldn't even see its thingamajig. Which is another t- totally weird thing I can see kids doing, just being fascinated. Yeah, absolutely. Going to the museum just to look at a statue. A beautiful naked form. Yeah, beautiful. beautiful thing. And they do other stuff like, this is a quote from the book, sometimes the girls would put a little spot of ink on a sleeve of their silk blouses so that they might be sent to the science room in the senior school because the science teacher had a special chemical oh. to remove the ink. And once They one could remove ink from silk. Yeah. I'd love that chemical. Yeah, does it still exist? I'll take you to the science teacher. Thank you. <laughs> and once one girl goes, they all want to go. So they all purposefully start spilling ink on there. Right. And that just reminds me of like weird fads that would go through at school. Yeah. Where if, you know, someone breaks their leg, oh, I want a cast. Let me yeah. have a go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's Get weird. it signed by everyone. Yeah. So it's like, no, you don't want a broken leg. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at school, we used to, if we were bored, we'd faint. Like we'd stand up and do fake faint. <laughs> and it just became this thing. And the teacher always has to like take it seriously because you might be faint. Just yeah. in case. So she's like, oh, I feel sick, Miss. <laughs> <laughs> just faint. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, for fuck's sake, Michelle. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Gotcha. Punked. <laughs> Sandy and Jenny, the two best friends, and Sandy's small eyes. Jenny's the attractive one. Yes. The two best friends also write a little fantasy story called The Mountain Eerie, which is about Miss Brody and her lover, Hugh, who's an old flame that uh, she talked about. I think mm. Hugh would have sounded a little something. Clip out that. Perfect. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's going to be a dance floor filler for sure. <laughs> so Hugh, uh, I, 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 I do an impression. Yeah, yeah, impression. Yeah, wonderful. Uh, he died during the First World War, but she talks about him all the time. And Sandy and Jenny's fantasy story, Hugh turns up, he's alive, only to find that Miss Brody's now in love with someone else. Oh, oh no. So Ooh. They you met this character yet? Six young children. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this is their little story that they write together throughout the book. Uh, Eunice, the gymnast, entertains. That's you, Sam. Yep, thank you. Uh, entertains. <laughs> you're fantastic. Thank you so much. Your, your routines are unparalleled. <laughs> Miss Brody is entertained by Eunice and the others by uh, doing gymnastics and splits in her apartment. Can you do the Sounds splits? Like me. Absolutely. I can do the splits. Can you? 
Yes. Okay. Then, how often, do do how often do you have to keep doing it to to, to master? Do you reckon it. you could do it forever? Or do you have to keep the using the skill? I think you have to keep doing the skill. Well, I mean, I go to yoga and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So I'm. I use my body. Yeah. Nice. As God intended. <laughs> to do the splits. Yeah, to do the splits. <laughs> so. Do you do the splits a lot? Every day. Yeah. I power slide every yeah. day. Yeah. Wow. You have to. You simply must to keep that up. You've got to have that core strength. <laughs> <laughs> really, any second not doing the splits is blasphemy. That's right. That's actually sin. We're all doing it right sin now. right now. Yeah. Well, speak for yourself. I'm doing the splits. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell them I'm not. Dave's sitting in a, in a second split. <laughs> this is very painful. Mm-hmm. So Eunice, he does the gymnastics, and then at this point we have another flash forward. Mm. We cut to twenty eight years later mm. and learn that Eunice has become a nurse. She tells her husband, who was a doctor, that when they next visit the Edinburgh Festival, they must visit the grave of Miss Jean Brodie. They could also probably see a Michelle Brazier show. They oh, could. They, they could, could go and see a Michelle Brazier show in August this year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go and see. A show. It's not on sale yet, but hey, well, March Mama's is, March coming is, back. Though. They want to make the trip up March to London. Is on sale. Or if you're in Australia and you're like, I can't get over there. I'll tell you yeah. what's on sale. Melbourne Comedy Festival. Sydney Comedy Festival. New show as well. New Not show. The old one. Brand new goddamn show. Yeah. It's called Legacy. So don't freak out. Don't freak out. But it's, that's it. what it's called. <laughs> so it. don't freak out. Don't freak out. Don't be scared. Legacy. On the poster, are you doing the splits? And leg has been emphasized. I wasn't, but I'm going to call Can the I graphic designer. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. What yeah. <laughs> to animate legs? Make a quick call, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. I will not redo the promo photo. You yeah. have to fix that. Can you just fix it'll that? It'll be in, in black post. and white, but it'll going to look amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, Eunice in the future, she's like, next time we're in Edinburgh for the festival, we, we've got to go find the, the grave of Miss Jean Brodie, which means that she's dead. Okay, obviously. Mm. Okay. Eunice the gymnast now nurse describes Jean to her husband as, quote, an Edinburgh festival all on her own. And her husband thinks, yeah, she sounds hilarious and asks when she died. And Eunice says, quote, just after the war, she was retired by then. Her retirement was rather a tragedy. She was forced to retire before time. The head never liked her. There's a long story attached to Miss Brodie's retirement. She was betrayed by one of her own girls. (gasps) We were called the Brodie set. I never found out which one betrayed her. Oh, oh, I like this. This, so the, this f- flashing is absolutely good. Like the intrigue that. is totally stepped yeah, up there, right? Cool. Oh my god, this is like um, this is this is Big Little Lies, yes, oh. or mm. Shrek. <laughs> this is similar to Shrek. Shrek. Very similar to Shrek. Yeah. Somebody wants <laughs> to tell me the world. <laughs> you know. Wow. If we're gonna make this into a film, I imagine yeah. you just use the soundtrack <laughs> from Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> so. Intrigue. Miss Brody forced to retire after being betrayed by one of her girls and then died just after the war. But who betrayed her? Mm. Any guesses? Well, it's not going to be the lump. <laughs> I know that. She didn't do anything. <laughs> not the lump. Not the lump. I reckon the could be the could it be the gymnast because obviously quite, you know, could flip over things, could could, you know, could get out of a situation quite, you know, could destroy something and then flip <laughs> and out. Then ninja, ninja style. Yeah. No one ever knew who it was. Yeah. I'm going I am thinking I'm gonna go Eunice. the gymnast. Eunice. So even when she tells her husband twenty eight years later, I, I never knew know. he did it. That's her covering it's her tracks cover. even then. Yeah. And then she backflipped away from the conversation. That's right. The husband never saw her. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Sandy Small Eyes. Sandy Small Eyes. Yeah. Because Why I think she got she, the small eyes for so yeah. suspicious. She's she's yeah. hiding something. She looks suspicious the whole time. Yeah. So, we're going to find out. That's the mystery of this book. But we cut back to when the girls were 10, pre-war, and Miss Brodie tells the set about her admiration for Mussolini and what she calls his fascisti. She loves his ah, fascisti. What's okay. fascisti? Not a euphemism. I just like his 
uh, way of controlling the world, I think. I've never really heard the word fascisti before. No, I've never heard that before. Fascisti. I've heard je ne sais quoi. Oh. I've heard somebody once <laughs> told me the world. <laughs> Those are the things I've heard. Yeah. So. I've, heard, I've heard about love. I've heard about love. Yes, love. And I would do anything for it. Well, I would too, actually. Love Isn't would never crazy? stop me. Not even a battlefield of love. Phantom of the Opera 2, love will never die. So, Did you just make that up? No, nah, man. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay. <laughs> We've all got stuff going on. Yeah, That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've got stuff yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah. I've got stuff going on on collinsdictionary.com. Definition right. of fascisti, an Italian political organisation that seized power and set up the fascist dictatorship. So she's okay. talking about the party. She's like, oh, oh, he's great. Miss Jean claims that Mussolini has put an end to unemployment and has yep. got rid of litter on the streets. So she's very pro-fascism and far-right authoritarianism. I love that. It's interesting and it doesn't suit her. Doesn't. Mm. Not a vibe. Yeah, because she's like a bit of a free spirit in many ways. Yeah. She feels socialist to yeah. me. Yeah. Our next... This is why the book was only shortlisted. <laughs> yeah, it didn't win because they were like, this is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this bitch rules. She doesn't yeah, like Mussolini. Yeah, wrong in that book. Our next flash forward is where we find out what happened to Sandy, the girl with the tiny eyes. Okay. She has become a nun. Oh, n- Sandy! Sandy. She's now called Sister Helena. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> fuck off. But she's also studied psychology and published a book that is described as an odd psychological treatise on the nature of moral perception called The Transfiguration of the Commonplace. So that's before she became a nun. And the book sold well, and now journalists and academics seek her out to interview her about it. But I reckon, about I reckon it. she's definitely done it. Yeah, because she became a nun after that. Yeah. So yeah. And she was talking about morals and... Yeah. Yeah, I reckon... Ooh, Your money's on Sandy Small Eyes. My money's on Sandy yeah. Small But you, you still think it's Eunice the Gymnast? I reckon Eunice the Gymnast for sure. Ninja style. Yeah. Ninja style. <laughs> oh, I think it was Sandy, sm- Sandy You're gonna in the in house Sandy? with the small eyes. With the small eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> 
Mm. Actually, says so that. So yeah, years later, she's still saying how influential this woman yeah, was probably. on her life. Wow. So the Brody said, still thinking about her decades later, how influential she she is. And our narrator then tells us about Miss Jean Brody. It says, quote, There were legions of her kind during the 1930s, women from the age of 30 and upward who crowded their war-bereaved spinsterhood with voyages of discovery into new ideas and energetic practices in art or social welfare, education or religion. So she's a, she's a, she's a real feminist mm-hmm. and she speaks to men as if they are her equal. Of course they are, but that's how she's speaking. But the thing that was different about her was that not many of these types of women were teachers. Okay, right. I thought you were going to say fascist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also fascist, yes. Yeah. yes. I just, we just got to keep coming back to that. I yeah, find I know, it a it lot. Is, yeah. It is uh, it's alarming. But yeah, but the book goes uh, to great lengths to point out that like she's not like any of her colleagues. Okay. Right. No one else thinks or acts like she does. Mm. Uh, she comes back from holiday with a suntan, having visited Italy, claiming that Mussolini is, quote, one of the greatest men in the world. Wow, that's a big claim. That's not one of his words. <laughs> no, <laughs> not one of his words. Wow. This is his voice. <laughs> <laughs> They're speaking right now. As the girls turn 12, we are told they become more and more fascinated by sex. They start to notice that two male teachers of the school seem to be interested in their friend, Miss Brody. Oh. oh, they are Mr. Teddy Lloyd, Teddy Lloyd, and Mr. Gordon Lowther. Gordon Lowther, Gordon Lowther, name. So beautiful name. Teddy Lloyd is the art teacher. Mm. Of the two, he's more handsome and sophisticated. I don't he's think she'll go name. for that. I don't think she'll go for that. I don't she's think she cares about looks. He's an art teacher. I don't think he's going to be into Mussolini. Yeah, I think he's going to. Uh, he ha- he has only one arm after losing the other during the First World War, but he's an accomplished painter. I love a painter. So that's Teddy Lord, Lloyd. Then there's Gordon Lowther, the singing master, but he's <gasps> honestly the poor man's Teddy Lloyd. Sure. Really? They kind of look similar. How many uh-huh. arms he got? Two arms. Okay. Okay. But Gordon Lowther is less attractive. He's long-bodied and short-legged, it says. I think okay. that's fine. That's not I a think problem. That's fine. No, I can no, never tell. No problem for me. I've never, you know, I've never been able to tell where a, a leg ends. <laughs> <laughs> You never can, really. I've never. Well, Shall always ask me, where are your legs end? Where are your legs going to end? On the floor? Where, they're on the floor? What's yeah. the end on there? On the floor, okay. Where does it end? They, they go through the say. floor? The longest splits of all time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so long. Yeah. Although, Gordon Lowther, he does come from money and lives in an estate that's owned by his family. Mm. So, Teddy Lloyd, art teacher. Gordon Lowther, singing master. Poor man's Teddy Lloyd, that's just what it describes. The girls first meet Mr. Lloyd, the art teacher, when he comes in to give a guest lecture on art and he's using uh, his pointer to point things out. Mm. And when the pointer traces the backside of a lady's (gasps) bottom in a Botticelli painting, the girls simply cannot stop laughing. (laughs) I I would be laughing too. (laughs) That's hilarious. Funny stuff. Funny, funny. He's very annoyed and he's like, you're all Philistines. Oh, goodness. (laughs) Which is funny. A (laughs) tear. A bottom. (laughs) But the art teacher does seem to get an approving smile from Miss Brody. Yeah, she loves that. She loves that shit. She, she loves, loves butts. She loves butts. She butt girl. More on that butt later. Ooh. Maybe, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Well, soon after this, actually, it's it's now Monica Douglas. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Oh, Made that it feel like it was heaps Three later. off the scent. Yeah. You're doing like a time jump. Yeah, like yeah, right. Put an ad or something in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems like I put an ad or something in there. <laughs> 
What the, I could I do a song. Or yeah, yeah, we'll do a song. Easily. We'll do a plug. For I do a clip up. Soho Theatre. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. I could do an ad for Soho Theatre. How's Hugh Grant yeah. going right now? I, 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 I. <laughs> how's it? Who's it? Who's it? Who's it? Elmo. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. I was going to say James Corden. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's a great Elmo. Yeah, thank you so much. That's thank a great Elmo. Use that. <laughs> so soon after this, Monica Douglas. See, there's been ages now. Yeah. There's been ages. Soon after this, Monica Douglas, the girl, one day famous for her temper and her understanding of maths, reports to the others that she saw Miss Brody kissing Mr. Lloyd, the hot art teacher. <gasps> oh, mama. Okay. Famous for her temper, Monica gets very annoyed when some of the other girls question her as if they don't believe her, as if she's making it up. Why would she be making it up? Everything leads to it being true. But they're like, you didn't see that at all. And they even start reenacting the scene to see what could have been seen through a a closed door because she saw it through the top of a glass door. And then Miss Brody walks in on them and they have to say, oh, we're just playing a game. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a little bit too old for games. Really, they're like... We're reenacting you making out with the art teacher. <laughs> we have another quick flash forward of Monica visiting Sandy Small Eyes decades later after Sandy became a nun. St. Helena. St. Helena now. That's right. And Monica says, I really did see Teddy Lloyd kiss Miss Brody in the art room one day. <laughs> and Sandy says, I know you did. And Sandy knows this because a few years earlier, which is... So we've had a flash forward and now we're having a half flashback. Ooh. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. In the flash forward, she's rec- rec- recalling a flashback. She says, I know you saw that because a few years earlier, still as an adult, she had a meeting with Miss Jean Brody for coffee and sandwiches. And Miss Brody told her, I am past my prime. Oh, she's sad. She so values sad. her prime. She so really much. valued yeah. it. So after she got Amazon fired. Prime, where you can watch <laughs> Average Bear by yeah, Michelle yeah, yeah. Brazier. Yeah. You can do it free. Even sign up for a free trial and you can watch it. And then you set can it up for a free trial. Yeah. Do you set it up for a free trial. Watch Average Bear. Watch Yellow Jackets. Get out of there. Did you want. Get didgeridoo, didgeridoo, or just keep didgeridoo, it. What's Didgeridoozy? Didgeridoozy. What's that? Dan Simpson. Oh, my gosh. How long's the free, how long's this free trial? Kirsty <laughs> Wee, Weebeck's got a special on there. Kirsty Weebeck, okay. nicest girl in comedy. All right, so is it oh, a seven-day trial? To me. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a seven-day trial, you'll have to be watching about twenty hours per day. But you get there. You can get you there. Can yes. You can do it. You can do it. So she says, "I'm past my prime." She also said, "Teddy Lloyd was greatly in love with me, as you know, and I with him. It was a great love. One day in the art room, he kissed me. Ooh. We never became lovers, not even after you all left Edinburgh." When the temptation was the strongest. Because she tells Sandy that she renounced him as Teddy was already married and wouldn't leave his wife for her. Oh, so that's they, good. They, sh- they had a, a small kiss and that was it. That was it. That's nice. But Somebody wants Credits roll. <laughs> hey, I just want to mention that even though I said Average Bear is on Paramount Plus, that's only in Australia. So if you're in the UK, you'll have to go to Soho Theatre. <laughs> just want to be clear. That's, that's, that's in ages March. Away. Oh, March. It's so close. Yeah, it's really okay. close. I think it's only thirteen pounds. Only thirteen pounds. Pound. Group discount. Look it up. <laughs> it's no group discount. <laughs> if you if you bring ten of your friends, it's only thirteen pound each. That's oh, pretty, that's great. That's, that's great value. Great. I didn't yeah. think about that. That's great. That's great. And you can probably sit together and have a great time. Yeah, you can definitely. But you sit can probably together. sit together if you book soon and you together. It's, I think it's reserved seating, and I've already seen. I've looked at the seating map and what's sold, and I've been like, wait, what? There's like one seat left in there between those people. What's going to happen to that guy? Oh, yeah. So you don't have any friends. Someone rudely left a seat? Yeah. Come on, guys. You can't leave a seat. Rude. So she's like, I never got with Teddy. 
But Miss Brody tells Sandy that she instead began an affair with the poor man's Teddy mm. Lloyd, the singing teacher, Mr. Lowther, yes. as a sort of cure to get over Teddy Lloyd. Lovely okay. rebound. Don't know where his legs yeah. are ending. Very suspicious. <laughs> no way of knowing. The no longest knowing. legs in singing. Yeah. But Miss Brody Longest t- legs in singing sing since, <laughs> since Rhonda Birchmore. Oh, oh, goodness me. I'm getting all hot and heavy under here. <laughs> Thinking about that Rhonda Birchmore. <laughs> but Miss Brody tells Sandy, but nobody could prove what was between Gordon Lowther and myself. It was never proved. It was not on those grounds that I was betrayed. I should like to know who betrayed me. It is incredible that it should have been one of my girls. I often wonder if it was poor Mary. I wonder, was it Rose maybe who betrayed me? Bored and afflicted by this conversation, the book then says, <clears throat> It is seven years, thought Sandy, since I betrayed this tiresome I woman. I knew it. I knew it was Sandy's small Ooh. eyes in the room. Sandy in the it room with the small has eyes. has to be the small eyes. Bombshell. Yep. Bombshell. Bombshell. You were right. Bomb and Eunice was behind her the whole time. Backflipping. <laughs> <laughs> backflipping. She can't stop backflipping. It it's it's it's, She's not well. Once you start, she's you not can't well. stop. Once you pop. <laughs> It was small eye Sandy who later became a nun who betrayed her teacher, but why, oh why? Yes. Well, we'll find out later because flashback. Back in the 1930s. <laughs> do you want to do another Mama. break? But, a little break. You want to do a little break? Do you want me to do something? a song? Yes, okay. Please. Hmm. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, that was beautiful. Well, if you Somebody want, if you want, <laughs> wants so many clip arts on the show. Oh my God, so many. And they're all free. <laughs> all it's free. amazing. All free. free of charge. Free. Sorry, but I love it. There's a bit of intrigue Did you say there. Say three or <laughs> no? In the UK, it's oh, three. It's so I was just three. translating. Three, yeah, three is sure. Three. Because yeah, I'll point that out for you. Just want to be clear. Yeah. In the US, I think it's. I don't know, 20? 20, 20, 20? About 20. About 20, 20 to free. Roughly about 20, yeah. Yeah. 20 is free. 20 is free. 20 is free. free. Yeah, but you have to tip. <laughs> <laughs> plus taxes. <laughs> yeah, plus taxes. Oh, my God. I can't believe they don't have the actual price on their shit. Yeah, you're like, what's, what's going mean? on? What's going Everyone on? Everyone's just constantly carrying a calculator that says Shell's boobs on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. I'll do some maths here. Yeah. Yeah. So I would do the maths, but that is so funny. What so I won't do it. <laughs> I'm not going to clear that. Not going to clear that. We'll never clear that. Oh Don't have to get back. Oh. Shell's boobs. We're talking about it again. Bloody you. Brought it stop up. talking about Shell's boobs. Never <laughs> stop talking about it. <laughs> but I love the intrigue of the book because the first yeah. sort of bit, you're like, you're like, oh, who's going to betray her? And now we're like, why did she betray her? Yes. Love it. I love this. It's great. I'm having a great time. Yeah, Just me too. I'm having a really good time as well. I'm a big fan of this book. Back in the 1930s. Thank you for me making you come to my house to record. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What a pleasure to be here. <laughs> Really put me out today. <laughs> <laughs> you had to walk from there to oh, here. Oh, goodness, goodness, goodness. So back in the 1930s when the girls are 12, they're about to leave junior school and go to senior school, leaving behind Miss Brody. She'll come with them for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come. I'll come. Miss Bakai, the unapproving head teacher, interviews all the girls about their aspirations, but also tries to get information about Miss Jean Brody out of them, mm. hoping to find something she can use against the teacher, but the girls, they give her nothing. Nothing. We then cut to the future again just a few weeks before Miss Brody's death after the war. Monica, the angry maths one, visits Miss Brody in a nursing home and tells her that Sandy has become a nun. Miss Brody responds, What a waste. That is not the sort of dedication I meant. Do you think she's done this to annoy me? I wonder if, if, if it was not Sandy who betrayed me. Yeah. But this is the only time she considers that it could have been Sandy just before she died. She's always... 
she suspects them all basically. Yeah, yeah. Sure. she's going. Yeah. Maybe it was this one, but that's the only time she suspects Sandy. Mm. Back to being twelve, Jenny and Sandy complete their fan fiction about Miss Brody they've been writing. Okay. They cap it off with a sexual encounter between Miss Brody and Mr. Louth of the singing teacher. Yes, very nice. But in the story, she soon writes a letter saying she can't be with him as she's in love with another, Teddy Lloyd, the art teacher, which we later found out is actually true. So uh, even as 12-year-olds, they're pretty perceptive as to what's going on. Yeah, Yeah, very clever girls. But the imagined letter from Jean Brody to Mr. Louther is signed off as follows. Allow me, in conclusion, to congratulate you warmly upon your sexual intercourse as well as your singing. <laughs> I get that all the yeah. time. I'm going to start signing every letter out like that. Yeah. And then it's, with fondest joy, Jean Brody. That's what they think adults talk. It's not far off. Congratulations upon your I trust this course. finds you well. It's so good. As well as you're singing beautiful stuff. <laughs> the two girls then decided to bury the manuscript in a, in a cave near the beach and then they never saw it again. Again, that sounds like a weird thing that 12-year-old kids would do. I used to Absolutely. bury – there's yeah. all kinds of buried stuff. <laughs> all kinds of stuff. And I'm going to go and find them. <laughs> <laughs> I remember on the last day of grade six, so I was 12, I hated studying Japanese at my school so much mm. that I came home and I burnt my <gasps> book in the backyard and then I buried it under a brick. Oh my god! Under a brick, I <laughs> love that. One brick, one singular. Yeah, brick, like I. Stuff? It was like um, people know where to find it. Yeah. X buried it. Yeah, it was brick like marks spot. the kind of sort of the edge of a, a bit of paving, oh. and it was a loose one. So I sort of dug it out. That's clever. Stuffed in the burnt paper wow. so my parents wouldn't find it, and then sort of was like. And that's the Stuck end of Japanese. That's and amazing. with apologies to the Japanese culture, I've been to a country since. Beautiful country. As an adult, much more appreciation for your beautiful language. Yeah, but at the time, I just didn't get it. You didn't get it? It wasn't for you. You didn't want to do loat. You didn't want to do loat. Language other than English. You don't always. Which we study in Australia. Do loat. You don't always do loat. You're not always ready for loat. I wasn't ready for loat when loat was ready for me. And now I'm ready for loat. And loat has moved on. Yeah. White Lot, one of my favorite TV shows. I love White Lot. <laughs> I love White Lot. The I Italian season with yes. Mussolini. Oh my oh. god! And it starts with somebody wants <laughs> to me. Somebody <laughs> Now that's fucking good. That's funny. That's funny. That's great stuff. You can look that up. <laughs> <laughs> Type in funny. That clip will come up. <laughs> funny mm. on Google. Funny. Google.com. <laughs> so soon the girls go to senior school and are engrossed in their new subjects. But as Miss Jean Brony said, the girls are hers for life and they're mm. never too far from her influence. Miss mm. Mackay, the principal, tries to break them up by putting them in separate schoolhouses where they'll compete against each other at sport. Hogwarts. Mm. Exactly. Hogwarts. She's the Quidditch. sorting hat. I get it. Wow. Ms. She's the sorting hat. Mm. But the girls have been prepared for this by Miss Brody, who taught them from a young age that team spirit undercuts individualism, love and loyalty so that they don't care about sports or house loyalty. So they're like, oh, we don't really mind. And Miss Mackay's like, damn, I was hoping this would break you up. Yeah, fucking idiot. Miss Mackay sucks. She sucks. Yeah. She's always scheming. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still rooting for this fascist lady. I don't know why, (laughs) but like I'm really on her side. She's got enough redeeming qualities as a fascist. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out like why she's a fascist, but it's fine. I don't think we'll find out, but I like like, like (laughs) that that's part of her personality as well. People are layered. No one's perfect. A big part. Big Mm. part. We have our first flash forward for Jenny, the one known for being the prettiest of the set. Yes. And in the flash forward, 
Just before 40, she is... She's performing at the Soho Theatre. Well, she is described as an actress of moderate reputation married to a theatrical manager. That is kind of... That's me. Yes. (laughs) You are a theatrical manager. That's me. I'm moderate. And I... Married to that theatrical manager. Correct. <laughs> so that's what we find out that, you know, she made as an actress. Very happy to hear that. Oh, she, so she should. So Queen. Pretty. So it's just a quick, Queen. quick flash forward. Who's this? Who's this? <laughs> I think that's Michelle Brazier. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> I thought it was Hugh Grant. (laughs) Hugh Grant doing Michelle Brazier. (laughs) Michelle Brazier starring Hugh Grant. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, uh, 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 performing at the the Soho uh, (laughs) Theatre. Very good. good. (laughs) Where's Illy? So back in uh, 1933, another flashback here, can you believe this? Miss Brodie's secret lover, the singing teacher, Mr Lowther, takes on two housekeepers who are also teachers from the school. Yes. Yes. Miss Brodie gets a bit jealous. Of course. And thinks the sisters are starving Mr Lowther. So she takes, they're not, but she takes care (laughs) of ordering and uh, deciding his meals and tries to really fatten him up. I think she just wants a bit of control over his life. Oh. Uh, She's controlling people's love. Yeah, she absolutely does. Like, but Michelle loves, the her. Michelle loves her. Michelle loves her. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> she also has the six girls over uh, in pairs uh, to Mr. Lowther's house every weekend, mm. pretending that she only stays for the afternoon, but really she stays the night, if you know what I mean. I know what you mean. She fucks. She fucks. Mm. <laughs> in fact, Mr. Lowther doesn't call Miss Brody Miss Brody, but rather her first mm. name, Jean. Scandalous. Mm, scandalous. <laughs> scandalous. Remember scandal scandalous. us? Oh, yeah. Scandalous. 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 Oh, great. What was, what was that track? Uh, let me check. Let me look it. On the internet. Can you check on the internet? Yeah. Yes. Scandalous. Scandalous. I can I remember the film clip. As soon as you say it, I'll know it. I remember the, the outfits. One guy had like, a, like shaved into his eyebrow, a couple of those lines. Yeah. Maybe had his fellow? Scandal us. us. Scandal. Scandal. So for context, they were the winners of the second season of Pop Stars. Mm. The uh, sort of Scandal. a very early music reality TV program in the early 2000s in Australia. Really early. Me, myself and I. That's it. Me, you myself. You won't survive. Me, my. Oh. I can play 30 seconds <laughs> in this break. Don't worry, you can get a group discount from Michelle's show. And I think you can play 30 seconds. <laughs> but I think it's it me, so myself, and I. Yeah, they did a bit of that. Me, myself, and I. I'll do the me, myself. Yeah. Me, yes. myself, and I. I, 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 I. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. <That's> <laughs> <laughs> I just leave after that. I'm so sorry. How scandalous. Yeah, it's so funny. Scandalous. Yeah, there was a bit of that. That's how the songs go. Whoa. But remember that Miss Brodie is not really in love with Mr. Lowther. He's the rebound. But she really loves Mr. Lloyd, the art teacher, who's married. So every Saturday, she has the girls over in pairs, two at a time. Sure. And asks about their art teacher fishing for information about her love, whilst her boyfriend Mr. Lowther silently watches on, stuffing his face with the large quantities of food Miss Brody has ordered for him. I like that. Miss Brody asks a lot of questions about Mr. Lloyd's wife too, including if she is in her prime. San- Sandy says, "Ah, oh, tactfully, she really, she really looks like as if she won't have any prime." 
Oh. She's trying to make her feel better. Oh, yeah. Because her, her love's married to someone else. But mm. because the girls come she over. She doesn't and have Amazon Prime. Oh, no problem. Yeah. Get, a, get, a, get a free trial. Get a free trial. Easy to do. Just the, uh, the discount code, Miss Jean Brody. Yeah. <laughs> but because the girls come over in pairs over separate weekends, it must be awkward for Mr. Lowther as Miss Brody asks the sets of girls three weeks in a row the same questions about Mr. Lloyd's wife and each time asks as if she's acts as if she's never heard the information before. That's so weird. Well, her boyfriend's like, why are you asking about my colleague? Yeah. Our colleague, that's weird. strange. Miss Brody is excited to hear that Mr. Lloyd, the art teacher, has had the girls round to his house and his home art studio and has started painting portraits of Rose, one, one who's one day famous for sex. I feel concerned mm. about Little that. alarm bells going off there? Yeah. Couple of couple of red flags okay. there. Just a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. red flags. There's yeah. a red flag there. Another one coming up here. Okay. At the end of the school year, Miss Brody tells the girls she's going on holiday, not to Italy this year, but to Germany. Quote, where Hitler has become Chancellor, Mm-mm. a prophet figure like Thomas Carlyle, who's a famous Scots- Scotsman, and more like and more reliable than Mussolini, the German brown shirts, she said, were exactly the same as the Italian black, only more reliable. I've got an offer. Uh, I've got an offer. You've got an offer. I... I think she's got some tough ideas. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I like her. So she, so she started with something now. Hitler's not yeah. great. Yep. Not great. It's not it's great. It's almost as if it's um over, over. It's probably turned, hasn't it? It's probably it's turned. It's flipped for me. It's flipped for me. Okay. It's flipped for me. It's flipped for me. It's flipped for me. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. For sharing, for being honest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Hitler. Fuck, Was Hitler it. in his prime? Yeah, physical prime. Guess what? What do you define as his physical prime? I don't know, man. I think we should go into it. I don't know where legs end. (laughs) Don't ask me. I don't. I don't know much medical stuff. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So Sandy goes around to art teacher Mr. Lloyd's studio one day. This is Sandy Small Eyes one day to become a nun, Mm. and sees that he has painted portraits of three girls in the Brody set: Rose, Monica, and Eunice. Mm. And the weirdest thing is. They all look a bit like Gene Brody. Mm. None of the rest of his portraits look like this, but these ones do. Like, you can tell that it's Rose, Monica, and Eunice, but they also have a, a Gene Brody look about them. Yes. Okay. Looking at them, Sandy is a bit weirded out, and the narrator says Sandy had the definite feeling that the Brody set, not to mention Miss Brody herself, was getting out of hand. She thought it perhaps a good thing that the set might split up. Because at the end of high school, they're all going to go their separate ways, probably. Yeah, the so one who had the smallest eyes saw the biggest picture. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? That is deep. That's Put that in the year special. twelve essay, yeah. everyone. That's, That's good. Cool. That's a great observation. Nice. That's good. That's good stuff. So That's top marks. You. you just got into top acts. Oh whoa! Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay, I'm going to do Shrek. I say, Mr. Peterson, well, what will you be doing for your monologue, Shrek? <laughs> <laughs> no, Donkey, no. <laughs> Yeah, you uh, probably could get like yeah. top marks doing so which is a really like, good. Honestly, we saw five thousand of these, and no one else did Shrek. No <laughs> honestly, it wasn't even an option. <laughs> I've had enough of waiting for Godos <laughs> yeah, from right. eighteen-year-old <laughs> boys. They all did the same one, but you did Shrek. <laughs> really went on the it wasn't even that. on the list. Of, well done. <laughs> so, Mister Lloyd tells Sandy when she comes around that he hopes to paint all the girls on their own. And in a group. And when she responds, I think we'd all we'll look a bit like a big Miss Brody. Oh. He kisses her. Remember? 15 <gasps> years old. Ooh. 
But she is pretty I hor- like to say red flag, no offence. Another red flag. Yeah. She is horrified by and runs downstairs to where Mr. Lloyd's family are and he says, you're just about the ugliest little <gasps> thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, wow. That also, this is in the book. This is not the words of Dave Warnocky. That's You uh, didn't say that's that. That's not Warnocky's words. That's good. That's, that's fucked up. Yeah. yeah, she's 15. What a gross man. It's a real weird scene. Set him on fire. Yes. In my yeah. opinion. Minimum. Yes. Minimum. Minimum. But not, not long after this, whilst playing golf with Miss Brody, Miss Brody confines in Sandy. It's just the two of them that all her hopes are pinned on Sandy, small eyes, and Rose, soon to be famous for sex. Mm-hmm. She says... She used to think Jenny, the prettiest one, would have worked out too, but she's become a bit insipid. She describes her as well. But she's she he- more in her prime than Miss Brody. Yeah, but she uh, heaps praise on Sandy for her insight and Rose for her instinct. Okay. Mm. She says, she's like, of the six, you're my favourites. Mm. Okay. Okay. Miss Brody has no idea that around this time, Sandy, who later becomes a nun, has a bit of a moment outside of a cathedral where she thinks about three teachers at her school who are the most real and most down-to-earth rooted people she knows, which she puts down to their religious beliefs and none of these teachers are Miss Brody. So she has a bit of a moment mm. where she's like, actually, these other people seem to be living a better life than Miss Brody. Mm. That's sort of her first step towards the church. Yeah, none um, of them like the Fuhrer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Sandy also has another horrifying realisation. Quote, it was plain that Miss Brody wanted Rose with her instinct to start preparing to be Mr. Teddy Lloyd's lover and Sandy with her insight to act as an informant on the affair. Oh, my That's God. Okay. Sandy's here and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is Sandy with the imagination who wrote fantasy as a kid about people in their lives. Hopefully this is just a theory. Yeah. Mm. That's what you're hoping yeah, yeah, at yeah, this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was anyway. But we flash forward to realise that this is not just a theory. Miss Brody did intend to have her teenage student Rose have an affair with the adult man she's in love with. But in the flash forward, we learn that this never happened as the art teacher, Teddy Lloyd, only ever had a professional interest in painting Rose. Mm. And that it was in fact Sandy who eventually had an affair with him a few years later and that Rose acted as the informant to Miss Brody. Right. Oh my goodness. But Rose is famous for sex. Famous for sex. Famous for sex. Sex. Yes. Meanwhile, back in her teen years, Rose begins to become famous for sex, not because she talks about or indulges in having sex, but because she's popular with boys. Boys just like her. Miss mm. Brody also thinks Rose is a great lover, but she isn't interested in the boys like that at all. So it's a false reputation. Oh, she's just okay. she's just yeah. hot. She's she's. A, I think she's attractive she's and she's fun to talk to. So boys line up to hang out with her. But she's she's Michelle like Brace, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's not interested Queen. in them at all. And yeah. everyone just thinks that she must be really sexy and into sex. Yeah. She has no interest at all. She's no just a cool she's lesbian. Yeah. And everyone needs to fuck off. Queen. Yeah, Leave her cool. alone. Yep. Miss Brody has kept up her own affair with Mr. Lowther, the singing teacher that she doesn't love. And she often tells the girls, I could marry him at any time. I just don't want to. That's so mean. Miss Brody is shocked, however, when it's announced in the newspaper one day that Mr. Lowther is engaged to marry another teacher, <gasps> Miss Lockhart, who's been acting as his housekeeper. What? So he got sick of waiting for Miss Brody and proposed to one of their colleagues who said yes. Wow. Uh, Miss Brody's pretty furious and heartbroken because she's like, oh, I, I thought I, he was in love with me and that oh, I yeah. could keep him dangling on a string. Yes, and oh, feeding him excessive amounts. I reckon Miss Brody and. Yeah, uh, 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 no good. No good. No good. You fully flipped on her now. Yeah, I flipped. No yeah, I have flipped. Yeah, it was you're the off Hitler her. stuff. She's a real fedora. Yeah. Type. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. In my personal no, opinion. That's okay to say. That's okay to say. <laughs> She'd be one of those people that does burlesque and is bad at it. Oh, it still does. Makes it, it a whole personality, but isn't even good at it. Oh, you know those people? That is going. so rude. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. Too far, with your Bad burlesque. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think she's good at burlesque. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, it's hard to be good at. I assume. I don't know. I never tried because I don't want to be bad at it because then people will be mean to me. <laughs> like, I'm being mean. Exactly. You don't want to risk it. Mm-mm. Don't want to risk it. In the final chapter, things have come full circle. It's the start of the book where remember, remember Joyce Emily Hammond, the delinquent new girl who was yes. sent to the school and tried yeah, to break into her. the girl and they turned her back on her. She was sick. They don't want her to join. In fact, the group are all now preoccupied with their own stuff. Eunice, the gymnast, Sam. Thank you. Thank you for bringing me back. Has a boyfriend. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Oh, my What's gosh. Congrats. Name? Oliver Clark? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, Monica, the angry one, and Mary, the uh, lump, take... <laughs> groceries to people living in slums, which is quite that's nice. That's really Lovely. nice. Okay. Good on them. I'm too busy with my boyfriend. The I? lump and the yeah. slum. Yeah, that's your thing. I'm just kissing my boyfriend. boyfriend. Smooch. Yes. Jenny is into her acting. Yes. Queen. And Rose still models for Teddy Lloyd, the mm. painter. Don't like that. I don't think you should keep doing that. No, it, so, but I remember, it turns weird. out it was just professional, but it's still weird. It's still weird. It's, still weird. it's, still weird. it's weird. Get your hand off it. Get your hand off it. <laughs> So with everyone else busy, Miss Brody eventually starts to take this new girl, Joyce Emily Hammond, under her wing. Mm, that's sad. Joyce brags about her brother going off to fight in the Spanish Civil War, which is going on at the time, and she wants to get a gun and go and fight too. Oh, okay. But uh, And she's very vocal about this, but this doesn't really impress anyone at the school because for anyone <laughs> who does care about these things... They're anti-Franco, Franco being a real fascist. Yes. He's a, a just for he was fucked up. Historical uh, information at the time. He's a nationalist general who, along with others, started a civil war and successfully overthrew the democratic Spanish Republic and himself became a fascist dictator of Spain for decades. Bad guy. But Joyce Emily's like, I'd go fight for him. And everyone's like, oh, okay, that's a weird thing. That. Yeah. But later that year, Joyce Emily does run away from the school to fight in the Spanish Civil War and is killed when a train she is travelling on is attacked. It's a real tragedy and the school holds a remembrance for their former pupil. Mm. That's very sad. At the end of the school year, the Brody set splits up to do their different things. Mary becomes a typist. So the last she gets a job, good on her. Queen. Monica studies science. Queen. Queen. Putting that math. Queen and STEM. Good good use, absolutely. Eunice does nursing. Queen. Queen. Jenny goes to a school of dramatic art. Queen. She got a VCA or NIDA? Which one? Uh, it be a Whopper. Whopper? Yeah. It's Whopper. Rada. Arts Academy. Rada. I went to Rada down the road Rada. from the Soho Theatre. Mm. Rada or NIDA, mm. which one? Mm. <laughs> Choose. <laughs> you got one option. <laughs> Sandy studies psychology, as we know, and later becomes the nurse. Uh, sorry, the nun. And Rose soon marries a businessman and, quote, Shook off Miss Brody's influence as a dog shakes pond water from its coat. Oh, so she's the one who looks back the least. She was like, just moved on with her adult life. Yeah, but Miss Brody does not realize that Rose is able to shrug off her influence and says to Sandy, "Quote, from what you tell me, I think that Rose and Teddy Lloyd will soon be lovers." Mm. Sandy looked at her and perceived that the woman was obsessed by the need for Rose to sleep with a man she was herself in love with. End quote. Really? That's weird. I don't weird. like this. That's I a don't little like girl. This one bit. But we already know this is not what happens. One day, now 18, so a couple of years later, 
Sandy, the future psychologist and later nun, visits Mr. Lloyd's studio and notices that all his portraits still weirdly resemble Miss Brodie. Set him on fire. Yes. When she mentions that even the portrait of his baby now looks like Miss Brodie, the artist kisses her. Just like he did three years earlier. He's such a disgusting pedophile. Yeah, Yeah. he's gross. But this time she kisses him back and they start an affair that lasts five weeks. Don't do that. Don't do that. I don't have an affair with this guy. It's not her fault. It's not her fault. It's his fault. Fucking kill him. And he tries to paint her, but again, it looks like Miss Brodie. You just Maybe he can only do one face. Yeah. <laughs> He's really good at that face. It just happens to be Miss Brody. Yeah, draw one thing. Like one of those uh, like beachside cartoonists that sort yeah. of caricature. Yeah, 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 I could exactly. draw a rat in school and that was all I could do, just a rat. Yeah. Could a rat he, face. Can you draw it right now? Yeah, I could draw it right now. Look at this. <laughs> wow, he's, yep. he's air drawing and I, I'm seeing a rat. I see a rat. So I know a rat when I see a rat. <laughs> <laughs> so he paints Sandy. She looks like Miss Brody, and Sandy asks, why are you obsessed with a woman who she describes as ridiculous. So yes. she's, mm. she's turning against Miss Brody. She is ridiculous. Yeah, she is. Miss Brody finds out about the affair with Mr. Lloyd and asks Sandy about it. Sandy says Mr. Lloyd interests her. Miss Brody says, quote, a girl with a mind, a girl with insight. He is a Roman Catholic and I don't see how you can have to do with a man who can't think for himself. Rose was suitable. Rose has the instinct but no insight. So Miss Brody is annoyed that things didn't work out the way that she she wanted she to manipulate them. them to. Yeah. That's right. She, she's like, oh, I'm playing matchmaker and it yes. didn't work out. Yes. She wanted him to be with the stupider girl and he didn't. she didn't want to be outwitted. Outwitted, yeah, where they have like a, a relationship on a different level. While she was organising like a pedophile ring. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Essentially, yes. But Sandy basically stays because she's interested in analysing Mr Lloyd's mind. His clear obsession with Miss Jean Brody that he can't shake artistically and his Roman Catholicism fascinates her. She's remember she started studying studying mm. psychology. She's that's her she's obsession. Obsessed. She doesn't really like the guy. She just likes sort of analyzing him. Yeah, get Don't a queen, all. get a quid. But good. in the end, she's get she good. Yeah. Good. In the end, she got bored and quote she left the man and took his religion and became a nun in course of time. That's weird. Yeah. Sandy sees Miss Brody again, who confides in her, who regret over Joyce Emily, the girl who was killed in Spain. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah. it's a real tragedy. Mm. But she tells Sandy that she regrets urging Emily to go to Spain <gasps> to fight for the fascist Franco. Oh, my god! Because she yes. has fascist leanings herself. So she encouraged the young girl to go over and fight for a bad guy, and then a teenage girl got killed because Fuck. of her encouragement. She's crazy. This is the final straw for Sandy, who finally sees how dangerous Miss Brody and her nurturing mm. can be. <laughs> yes. Nature versus nurture. Nature or, or nurture. nurture. Thank you so much. By Sam, with Sam okay, Peterson. Podcast. Have you had Sandy on yet? Not podcast? yet. You I'll should have her on. She's a very fascinating, fascinating character. Yeah. Mm. Don't trust those small eyes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, she, she's, been with, she's been through so much. She has, yeah. What a life. Mm. So that's the final straw. Later in the year, Sandy sees Miss Mackay, the headmistress, who's always wanted to find a way to get rid of Miss Brody. Mackay tells Sandy that Miss Brody is still cultivating sets of girls, so she's moved on to a oh, new group. Of course she has. Yucky. Sandy advises that she should look into Miss Brody's pushing of a fascist agenda, which mm. I believe is what Michelle said right at the start. Yeah, yeah that's absolutely. what I fucking said. It's all coming back. She's like, look, if you're looking for a way to get rid of her, I think you should look into the fascism she preaches. Yep. Yeah. And Miss Mackay says... I had no idea you felt so seriously about the state of world affairs, Sandy, and I'm more than delighted, but Sandy cuts her off and says, I'm not really interested in world affairs, only in putting a stop 
to Miss Brody. Yes. Queen. Like so she betrayed her. Yes, Sandy. Yes. That's how she betrayed her. Oh, my I God. This is a real twist and turn because mm. I loved Miss Brody before and then she started grooming those kids and I was like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not so sure now. You really flipped. Me? No, I'm yeah, flipped. I don't know. Sure. You flipped like Eunice would flip. <laughs> oh, yes. I, flip, I backflipped back like Eunice. Back like Isn't Eunice. that amazing? That's so, that's so cool, actually. actually no one really ever saw cool. you do it. So that's how she betrayed it. At the end of 1939, Miss Brody was forced to retire early on the grounds that she had been teaching fascism to her students. Mm. No, no. I will say, I think she does later in one of the flash forwards meet, meeting with the students say, I was wrong about Hitler. She does say that. Okay, that's good. Come around. That's nice. Come around. That's the, redeeming. When the war yeah, starts, yeah. 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 I was wrong about Hitler. Did she mention how she was wrong to groom the kids and feed them to no a pedophile? No mention of the grooming. No, no, no. no, no. no. Cool. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Different times. Different times. So she's fired. Sandy soon entered the church and Miss Brody wrote to her, quote, what hurts and amazes me most of all is the fact, if Miss Mackay is to be believed, that it was one of my own set who betrayed me and put the inquiry in motion. You will be astonished. I can write to you this because of all my set, you are exempt from suspicion. You had no reason to betray me. I think first of Mary McGregor. Wow. And then she goes on in the letter to blame all the others but not suspecting Sandy. Wow. Who is the one who stabbed her in the back. She says, you see, Sandy, as you see, I exempt you from suspicion since you had no reason whatsoever to betray me. Indeed, you have, you have had the best part of me in my confidences and in the man I love. Think, if you can, who it could have been. I must know which one of you betrayed me. <gasps> not realising she wow. is talking to her oh betrayer. And she's a nun. Would she tell her? Would she just be like, oh, it was me? Oh, no, she never told her. She, she never told her. She never knew. So over the years, all the surviving members of the set come to visit Sandy in the nunnery, and with each of them, she discusses Miss Brody. And it says, quote, Her name and memory after her death flitted from mouth to mouth like swallows in summer, and in winter, Aww. they were gone. Oh, that's lovely. That's a good line. Yeah. I love that. And there were also. I wrote that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sammy's words. That. That's my words. That's beautiful. Thank you. But as far as we know, she died suspecting everyone, but not knowing who did it. Wow. Who betrayed oh, Wow. And there were also visits from people wanting to know about Sandy's book on psychology, including that Edinburgh man who asked about her influences. And the final line of the book is the man asking, what were the main influences of your school days, Sister Helena? Were they literary or political or personal? Was it Calvinism? And Sandy said, there was a Miss Jean Brodie in her prime. End of book. A well, lot of questionable themes, but I like that book. I like the book. I yeah. like very, it. Very well structured. Yeah. yeah, sounds good. It's intriguing. I know there are the back half or the back quarter is quite disturbing when it mm. reveals all the uh, yeah. stuff with the art teacher. Yes. But I mean, that's the know, grooming. That happens. It happens a lot. Yeah. Yes, yeah. but the way it's structured, it, it keeps you uh, interested uh, throughout. Yeah, I, I really for sure. thought that uh, Mira Spark mastered the. Flashing mm. forward, the flashing back, yeah. Mm, cool. I love that. Yeah, I really yeah, liked I loved it. It. It, it was made Credits. into a, uh, a movie in 1969 oh. with uh, Maggie Smith playing <gasps> Shut up, Miss really? Brody. Really? Oh, that yes. would be amazing. To I would watch, watch that. Watch for that. which she won the Academy Award for Best Actress way back in 1969. Go on, yeah, Maggie. Wow. I Mr. Think Potter. <laughs> Not as good. Not as good. I'll admit that. Butter. That's good. That's good. good. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's that good. wasn't good. That wasn't good. But I didn't have any time to practice. We clip out that. Clip out that. No, don't clip out that. Let me try again. Let me practice. I'll go home. We'll I'll come, come back. back. We'll come back. 
So I haven't checked it out, but I would be intrigued to see it because you know one mm. one of the great actors yeah. playing a very interesting character. Yeah. So so you, but you you like the story disturbed by it a I little bit. It was great. It was disturbing, but it's also it's very well like a, very well done. I think the way well, the way they told it. As yeah. Well. It's really really well laid out there. I loved it. I loved it too. Yeah, I really like the writing. I'd be keen to check out some more Muriel Spark. This, yeah. like I said, is her most famous ongoing book. Like you know, since she passed in two thousand six, but she wrote. Oh, maybe 20 books I'm looking at here. Wow. Quite a lot, including one just two years before she died when she was uh, 86. So she... Oh, wow. Winnie the Pooh. Wrote for a long time. <laughs> Winnie, that's right. Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Haven't read it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot darker than this one. Very dark. <laughs> but from, There's a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> but from what I read, I think she's deserving of her eight doctorates. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, nice. Congratulations. That's well, a Yeah, mm. I, I loved it. I thought it was a very, very well done story. Yeah. Well, before we go, we, we usually give it a score out of five, as mm. you heard it here today. Yeah. Mm. I'm feeling they're going to be positive, but um, don't yeah. let me put numbers in your mouths. I'm going to give it a four. Four out of five from St. Peterson. Five. Four out of five. That's four out of five from me. I'm going to give it a 4.5. I, I was 4. very 5. the whole time. 4.5. Oh, 4.5. Fantastic. Mm. I'm going to also give it a 4.5. I really, oh, really like this. Okay. Mm. Okay. Mm. Okay. Okay. Would absolutely okay. highly recommend. Okay. Check out The Prime of Miss Jean Brady. I would also highly recommend you check out a... Pretty new podcast out there called Nature or Nurture. Very good. Sam, we've talked about it a little bit throughout, but give us the pitch. What's it about? It is in Soho Theatre in March. (laughs) Uh, No, it is a podcast where I interview fascinating people each week on the key milestones that make them who they are today. So I ask them at the start, I say, do you think that nature or nurture had the greatest impact on you? And then we unpack that and go through their life and why they ended up doing the thing they end up doing with their life. Uh, so that and my other podcast, comedy podcast called Confessions, which used to be called Confessions of the Idiots. Now it's just called Confessions. And that's on all the bloody podcast apps as well. I'm doing a live show on the 10th of February. Hang on. 6.30pm with Australia's own Quinn. Michelle <laughs> Brazier, Quinn. Quinn, Mark Humphreys, Quinn, Zachary <laughs> Rowane at Comedy Republic. You can get your tickets at comedyrepublic.com.au. And there's an episode up today, actually, when we're recording this with Michelle Brazier and her. Alex Dyson. I love her too. From Comedy Republic <laughs> fame. Oh, fantastic. The end. No more plugs. We have no more time for plugs. (laughs) Sorry, we'll have to leave it there. That's honestly fair enough. We are running out of tape on this recorder. (laughs) I'm getting into my bed as you're doing. (laughs) No, Michelle, you've got lots of shows coming out. First of all, London. London. I'm doing Average Bear. It's my show that I did in Edinburgh. I did it for Comedy Festival in Melbourne. It rules. I've seen it a couple of times. I love it. Thank you so much. Everyone who watches it loves it. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. I'm proud of it. I think it's good to the point where I'm concerned for all my future shows. But Oh, no. I saw Because I saw your follow-up show. Reform. Last year. I loved it. Coming to Edinburgh Fringe in August. Are you taking it to Edinburgh? I am. We take the band? Yeah. It was so good. You had a full band. So good. Thank you. Yeah, love that. Absolutely love that. And that's that's at the Soho Theatre. And then also you've got your new show you're doing around Australia. Yes, my new show, Legacy, it's about choosing to have dogs instead of children, sort of. Um, and it's also about a mystery where I found uh, another Michelle Brazier and I try to find the imposter. Ooh. And it's also about a plane crash and it's also about a weird surgery I had one time. Um, cool. She yeah. won't go into it here. She won't go into I it. I won't here. go into it here. And Good. there is a group discount. <laughs> with 40 or more people. <laughs> 40 or more. Yes, $1 off one ticket. Mm. We won't know which one. Yeah, that's right. One of that's you will get a discount. It's a secret. <laughs> 
it's a secret. XOXO. XOXO. Oh, I, should, I should tell people that I'm doing a yes. stand-up comedy show for the Your first time in many years. Your return to stand-up comedy. That's right. I'm back, baby. Triumphant return. I'm Ari House. I'm back at the Adelaide Fringe Sorry. in March. No, that's <laughs> And You're then, doing the Adelaide Fringe at Campari House yeah. in Melbourne. <laughs> but then in Melbourne, I'm doing my show at Campari House. It's the same show. It's called Even Hotter in Real Life. It's a fun show. <laughs> putting it together now, and I hope you'll come along. Um, yeah. I'll come along. Absolutely. I'll Thank come you along. so much. Yeah. When, when are you doing the Adelaide Fringe? When are you doing the whole run? No, no. I'm doing uh, just one weekend. March 3, 4, and 5. That's good Amazing. because Adelaide Fringe goes for about six months. Yeah, it's it so does. long. Yeah. It's the longest festival in the whole world. Yeah. I'm Brutal. getting in. I'm getting out. Great. Get in, get out. I recommend. Where are you doing it? Did you say? Uh, in Adelaide. It's it's called the Garage International. The Garage Very International. Nice. Some person's Matt, house. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. Matt Stewart and I are doing back to back shows. Okay. Like you, so so half the audience. So it's in the round. Half the audience <laughs> yeah. will be on one side. <laughs> and are, half the audience. We are back to back. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Follow. That's Aren't amazing. That's right, yes. That's really cool. <laughs> I'm much louder than him, so I think I've got more of a shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's cool, man. That's cool. That's so exciting. The the return of Dave Warner Kid to the stage. I'm excited for the That's return of Dave Warner. I'm intimidated. I'm intimidated. I'm scared. I'm scared. We shouldn't be scared, but I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that Sam will pick the soundtrack. Oh my goodness. Somebody <laughs> wants to make its only <laughs> uh, Thank you so much for joining me on the show. Absolute pleasure to have two fan favourites. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on Dave Warnerkey. Thank you so much. This is the first book treat of the year, but there'll be plenty more books, yes. plenty more plays. Yes. There's always more Coming books. Out. There's always more. And have you done then, Pud with the boys? You've done Pud with the boys, haven't you, with the Auntie Donna boys? Yeah, they came on and we, we did the magic pudding. Oh, oh, my God. The Norman Lindsay. That's so funny. Uh, <laughs> Aussie classic. <laughs> but I'll be back uh, in a couple of weeks with another episode. But until then, I'll say thank you so much for listening. And as I always say at the end of this show, books forever! Books forever! Books forever! Oh, wonderful. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify. In store. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com/retail23. shopify.com/retail23